0: everybody. Welcome to Friday night's after show on narrative TV. It's so good to be with you tonight. Greg Oliar is here and Lincoln's Bible is here. I'm going to start by saying hi to LB. What a great week you've had a big week. I'd have um, more celebrations going on, but I didn't prepare enough, but I'll do some that and some that and some that and oh. all that. Thank
1: you. <laughs> I appreciate so tell, it.
0: So tell everyone what's going on. You had some big news. I don't know how to I stop did. This stuff, they go. <laughs> I did. Tell everybody so this is exciting.
1: I, it's exciting. I can't say, it, it's one of those crazy things where I can't say too much yet, but because we did get officially launched in front of advertisers and uh, syndicators and everything, I have a new show. I'm not calling it a podcast, even though it is audio. I'm gonna try to bring you guys back to the years of radio, and that oral storytelling tradition with this show, and it, it's great. We set up five seasons, and it's scripted, and it's, it's a big deal.
0: It is a big deal. I it's cold under. It was no, a it was lot of work. The the, it's me the the name again? The
1: world, the world beneath. World and, um, I get that. And I, I, Underworld. We, we I get that whole
0: thing. That's really smart.
1: You must be a writer. Made, I must be a writer.
0: <laughs> it's so beautifully so. written, the first two minutes that you've let us listen to. And I would play it oh. to people, only I can't write now. But maybe by, by the end of the show, we'll be able to play a couple of minutes okay. to everybody. But it's so lovely. Thank it's you. just written, the second yeah. you say the first words, you just dive into this world. And you can tell how rich a tapestry it's going to be and how an incredible story it's going to be. We all know little yeah. bits and pieces of it, but it's the way you're, you're writing and telling it, that sounds uh, like it's going to be amazing. And can't wait to, to listen to it. It's going to be the perfect accompaniment to every summer vacation this summer. So everyone should go and subscribe right hope. now to.
1: The world beneath, you can go to Apple or Spotify or these places and just hit subscribe. And then when it drops, it'll drop for you. Be it- we are dropping it, so it's a big—it's a big bomb. Of depending on on where you are and how you're getting it and, and what you're subscribed to, and this will all—we'll do more information as we go. But it, it's a big dump. <laughs> I just say that in the positive sense, not in the negative sense.
0: Just a negative. <laughs> it, it sounds it, like you're it, teasing you, something, and it sounds exciting. But
1: you're gonna be, yeah, you're gonna be able to. You are gonna be able to just go on your road trip. I hope everyone gets to road trip this summer or travel, see your family, we're all vaccinated now. It's an incredible time to have this summer upon us. And I hope to be there with you telling stories all along the way.
0: And we're mostly looking at at what? The mob world and intelligence, right? That's the intersection of mobsters and spies.
1: Yeah, in the promo, we set it up as it's the intersection of intelligence operation and organized crime. So I say it that way because it's not, The short version is mobsters and spies, which is fun. And everyone gets that, but you'll see where it's all going. And it's a hundred years of history. It's a hundred years of history.
0: Amazing. Can't wait to listen to that. And we're all very excited to, to have you do that. I I was actually listening to your podcast today, Greg, all day. It's also addictive listening to. So I was just so interested in your guest today and I can't remember his name,
2: but Magnitsky's Lawyer, I think, is, was the, is his official title. My guest today was Jameson Firestone, who was the principal of Firestone Duncan, which was the you know, boutique law firm in Russia from 19, you know, basically from the fall of the Soviet Union on, and specialized in helping foreign businesses negotiate and navigate through Russian tax codes and stuff. So Sergei Magnitsky worked, was head of tax for Jamison Fires. At his firm. firm, wow. And one I of the clients it. that he had was Her- Hermitage Capital, which is Bill Browder. He's at the center of all of this stuff that happened. He not only that, he was the target of a smear campaign by this Russian lawyer lady. Russian name to say online
0: I just studied it so many times just to get it right but it's great
2: yeah Veselnitskaya whatever and he also knows Alexei Navalny so th- there's some yeah. common grounds so it's, it really is and it's mostly him talking and me just being like oh my god so it, it, it's a fascinating
0: you don't know people yeah. who know these people intimately and don't know them so well and and he really knows them He's really had time with Browder and in the trenches and uh, knows exactly why Browder did what he did. And there's lots of disinformation around Browder. So it's great to have someone clarify all of that. And from a first-hand perspective. And
2: disinformation around Navalny and all of it. Mm -hmm. And he's also, Firestone, Jamison Firestone also is a key lobbyist for the Magnitsky Act and helped, was instrumental in getting that passed in the United States with Browder. Yeah. Great guest. I, I, I. Again, I don't think it's tooting my horn because it's just him talking and I just hit the record button, but it's definitely worth listening to. Now, if I may, just for 1 second, I want to go yeah. back to LB's podcast here without yes. revealing oh. anything. Cuz I'm not going to reveal anything. First of all, the way, the, the re- one of the reasons why podcasts have trailers, I now know, yeah, is because there's so many different like unlike my Substack where I just hit send and then it goes out and then there it is and it's one link and you just link to it podcasts exist across like multiple platforms and they populate at different times. So Mm -hmm. sometimes in the morning I'll be like, okay, the Apple one is up. Where the fuck is the Spotify one supposed to be up? It's not up yet. I've had
0: that experience a couple of times. I,
2: I, I don't know what I don't, it's like magic. I don't know. It's like rubbing the sticks together to get the fire. I'm not sure what it is, but they do the, you put the trailer in there because it populates, it initially paves the roads. That need to be paved oh. on all these platforms. So then when the actual episodes drop, you're already subscribed, right? So oh, it's very yeah. important to get subscriptions. That's, so that's good to know. That's point A. Do you have a trailer for yours? I did like a while ago, yeah. Oh, for, I, I, I don't think I boosted it that much. It's pretty funny. The trailer's pretty funny. It's mostly like, it's people, really funny. And anyway, so it's important to, you can subscribe and all this on multiple platforms if you want. That's totally fine. And I will say this. LB and I often talk on the phone in the morning, as maybe you're aware. So one morning she's like, "Oh, do you want me to read you episode one?" And I'm walking, and I'm like, "Oh my god, really?" Uh, uh, and I'm thinking to myself, "What if this? <laughs> what if this is just uh, not great here?" Because I want to be polite of it. So anyway, I'm like, "Yeah, great, read the episode." And uh, it's fucking so good. Okay, it was so oh, good.
0: So excited. Like,
2: I, I like. I don't even really ask what it's about. It's just, it's this thing is going to be fucking amazing. That's I it. I cannot it's, wait. Whether it's a, it's a serialized thing is what it is. It's not really, it's a history okay. thing, but it's serialized. It's not like our show, my show and your show are more like newsy and we talk to people. This is not that, it's a different animal altogether. It takes but it's, you all it, the way back. It's, it's really awesome. wonderful. So awesome. I can't yeah. say it. Enough. I I'm I personally, I'm super excited about it. So that is and good I news. Hate I, know. Most things. I hate most things, I say that. <laughs>
1: But What's there's against? a lot of stories around it too, so it, it'll be fun to tell. I'll come on narrative. We'll do. We'll we'll give you guys. Because such a loyal audience. We'll give you a little bit, and I'll tell some stories too. Because as we as I've been writing, and I have great producing partners, and producing it, and, and putting it all together, and actors, and it's a whole thing, right? And scores, and this whole thing. There have been all these hiccups along the way. And they're all about it, me not really getting anything right and doing, not, oh, we're going to save democracy. If we could just figure out how to hit record. So there's funny stories like that. I think throughout the process that we can give too, that'll be fun for the audience. And the silent one speaks so oh, wow. that everybody knows.
0: That's exciting. And,
1: and you will learn my name. <laughs> it's, it's
0: all LB, yeah. isn't it? I thought your name was LB.
1: It is LP. No, is it? It is. there's actually a,
2: a, there's a reveal. There's a name reveal where Geraldo Rivera is going to come on and open the vault. <laughs> okay. And the Let's only the thing vault. in the vault is going to is be the name. name. And then there's going to be explosions. I
0: right? think we're because going to do a special. We can carry it live here. Party.
2: We can't have a reveal be... party without explosions. Yeah. And when <laughs> you're you know ready to reveal your name,
0: let me know. We'll do a big thing I about will. it. We are here today also to, well, mention your podcast again. So you've got. Thank you guys. uh, Thank you.
1: So it's the world beneath it's will be five seasons. Every season will dive into a different theme. Uh, I can tell you what season's one theme is it's treasure Mm -hmm. and I, we're going to rebuild the world of organized crime and intelligence operations from the ground up telling a hundred years of history and season one from the framework of the money.
0: And Greg oliar got a podcast at Prevail, P-R-E-V-A-I-L. Also on his substack, stack, gregoliar.com. Wow, that's lots of advertising right at the start of the show, but that's not really advertising, it's exciting. Hey, and <laughs> we're here to bury the GOP, not oh. to praise it because gosh, what has happened to this party? It's not really a party anymore. Can it be a party if it doesn't have any okay. principles, doesn't have any members that obey the law, doesn't really have any a foundation is based on a bunch of lies and a leader who looks well, like uh, he,
2: uh, what, what, it does, what it does have cocaine and hookers though so it does maybe have, it <laughs> have a party ah. it,
0: it can be that kind of party it can be that kind of party but it can't be
2: ah. like a political
0: party well done no well done see how you're so smart today greg once you this is what's her name again elise stefanik the that's her name, yeah. The she, She's a representative for New York, somewhere upstate New York, right?
1: Upstate. Yeah,
0: yeah. Upst- upstate New York. A good face today for this announcement or whatever it was when this picture was taken. It's a lot of makeup and a lot of hair there, so she certainly was preparing for uh, the big day. Yeah.
2: Greg, what, what were your thoughts? Like LB said, she looks like a bride. She's Like, like she's walking down the aisle, which in a sense is true, because she's... She's tied now her political career, and this has happened for a while. One of the first things that I wrote on Substack was a piece about Elise Stefanik and how she basically had willingly sold her soul to all these people and was going to pay the price for it, which I was like completely wrong about everything in that piece, but whatever. Uh, A lot of people read it, which was nice, but I want to talk about her a little bit because we throw up RIP GOP and we think of them as a party, but... They obviously are but everybody that's a member of this party and we're talking about the politicians who have hold office now not the people at home voting we're talking about the politicians in office who are members of this party they are supporting trump now for different reasons okay everybody that comes to this thing has their own individual motives for doing what they do lindsey graham it's pretty clear to me is there because he's being held hostage and they've got big dirt on that guy And if you go through and look at all the evidence, it's pretty clear that's what's happening. Ron Johnson went to Moscow and came back and has been spewing Russian disinformation literally since that day. It's gotten worse and worse to the point where I wrote a piece in December of 2019 saying, oh my God, this is a sleeper cell. This guy is like a basically a Russian guy that's going to start getting activated now. And then he activated and he's been worse since I wrote that. So that's obvious. These are obvious things, okay? Mm -hmm. Elise the there's also people who actually believe the bullshit marjorie whatever the fuck, taylor is green is clearly she believes it she's she drank the kool-aid or whatever that is and she's believes the stuff that she's spewing which that's dangerous because those people can't be reasoned with because they're they're just they're not sane frankly now this one elise stefanik is arguably the most dangerous okay i want to do a little analogy here because Mm -hmm. it it helps explain who she is and why I think she's doing this. When I was a senior in college, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do and what kind of writer I wanted to be. And I was very into film and I was like, I want to be a screenwriter, that's what I want to do. And I applied to film school to like it and I didn't get in because I don't know, I didn't. And uh, I thought to myself, okay, The physical act of writing a screenplay, which is 120 pages long for two hours and is mostly dialogue. Oops, I just lost the thing. My son's texting me. Uh, He's not at work. He should be at work at McDonald's. He is at work. (laughs) Don't text me. I lose the the whole thing. I I can't see the comments anymore. Sorry. I'm not going to get distracted by that. Okay, I, the physical act of writing a screenplay is something that most people can do. Not a good screenplay, just the actual 120 pages. Hey, That's a good yeah, screenplay yeah, really Writing great. a, just the lines on the paper, you can do that, okay? Yeah. This is me reasoning when I'm 22, 23 years old. Writing a novel is harder just because it is more words. There's just Agreed. more words. So to have the discipline, look at Ovi <laughs> with his face. <laughs> to have the discipline, To have the discipline to sit down and crank out something that's 60,000, 70,000, 80,000 words. I figured there'd be fewer people that can actually accomplish that. Therefore, there'll be fewer novels out there. Therefore, my chances of getting published are better than in the screenplay world where it's really hard to get noticed, okay? And I thought, okay, if I write a novel and it does well, I I can get like one of the writers that is good enough to make it in the screen world, like LB here, to write the damn thing. And then I don't have to do anything. So I made a very calculated decision at that age in my life that I'm going to write novels and leave the screenplays to the professionals, okay? To people who could do that better because it's really fucking hard. And that's what I did. It was a cold, calculated decision based on statistics, basically. And that's what Elise Stefanik is doing. That is what she has done. She is a talentless hack. And she knows and she thinks the only way I'm going to get noticed and make a name for myself and be famous and powerful. I think it's more the fame that she craves, the attention. Look at her. She just wants the attention. She wants wants people to say how nice she looks today and all this kind of stuff. She wants attention and fame. She decided, fuck it, I'm going in with Trump. She's not somebody that was compromised, I don't think. She was somebody who observed all of these people drowning in quicksand and was like... Hey, I went in and dove in. Now she actually lost right to the
0: liberal. guy who's a lot more of a Trump supporter than than she is. I mean, she's not exactly policy-wise; she's considered quite liberal in the uh, in the GOP ranks, and yet she it somehow snuck happen. in there.
2: That, she that got in. there. Yeah. It's a cold, calculated decision by her that she made when she started. Uh, Hanging around with Nunez and Jim Jordan uh, a couple years ago, around the time of the first impeachment, okay, that's and funny. that's her bed now. She's made the bed. She's got to line it. She has no choice now but to do this. And this is something that people do. It's not just the politicians. A lot of these people that are on the networks. Candace, what's her name? Candace Owens or whatever her name is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She used to write liberal things and she realized it's too many smart liberal people. But if I go <laughs> and write bad conservative things, wow, people will put me on TV and I just want to be on TV. So that's what she does. And Dana, whatever, the NRA lady, same thing. She wanted to be famous and she tried to have a TV show and she tried to do this and she failed at these things. And she thought, oh, I'm pretty. I'll just hold a gun. And now, wow, everyone is watching my videos. That's what they, they want. That's what she wants and that's what she is and that's all she has to offer. There's nothing there. It's Mm -hmm. all emptiness. It is an empty vessel and she exists now to do their bidding. And it's dangerous because she made a cold calculated choice, not to write novels instead of screenplays, but to align herself with the fucking devil. So that's it.
0: She she has indeed. And that's maybe she's wearing, she's dressed as a bride. She's marrying the devil. Tonight's show is brought to you by Helix Sleep, and they have a special offer for narrative viewers. I've heard it from so many people. The one thing that's changed since January is their sleep. Not waking up worrying about what the president might have done or said or tweeted makes the world of a difference. I don't think I had a good solid night's sleep in four years. And it wasn't only the president. My 10-year-old mattress, which started life as a 12-inch foam mattress, had shrunk to an 8-inch mattress and... Getting out of bed was often more of a slide than a bounce. It was time for a new mattress. Helix Sleep has a quiz that takes just two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. Why would you buy a mattress made for somebody else? Changing the course of a country can take a village. Changing the course of your sleep takes a quiz. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash narrative. That's the way we spell narrative, N-A-R-A-T-I-V. That's helixsleep.com slash narrative for up to $200 off and two free pillows just for you. But I, I will say this, you know, there is actually a a party that's developing outside of the GOP that appears to be building some steam. I, I'm i sure you've seen the ads, 150 Republicans have, have started a campaign or an information gathering exercise to repair what's lost of the Republican Party and basically launch an opposition Republican Party. So, it's she's been cold and calculating but she's making a stupid move. I don't think by next year the Republican Party is going to be this Republican Party that's going to be contesting the elections. It'll be the new Republican Party that's being built next door.
2: She'll be answering telephones in Liz Cheney's office, okay? <laughs> exactly. Hopefully
1: She crossed the Cheney's here, this was uh so there's, she did, that's it. So part of, I think she's always been a calculated individual in terms of, she didn't live in the district that she, she is a carpetbagger and I know, I don't know how bad that is to a certain degree, but in that district, which I actually know quite well, it, it, it meant something in it. that actually was a ding on her that she just, her parents had a vacation home and so she claimed that address and she didn't grow up there, she didn't, she's not connected, it's just wealth and privilege on the lakes and so, because they had a camp and she could claim that address because it was an easy, it was like a calculated move. Okay, this district I think I can win in on the Republican side. She had, did she work in Paul Ryan's office before she ran? I think she had some yeah, sort so of, she yes, had, yeah. Something like that. So she had been very much a Tracy Flick. I know everyone wants to think radio free trauma, whatever. It came up with that today. A couple years ago, I'm like, Tracy Flick, here she comes. Because I watched her in the district that is actually very close to my heart, where I have family. And I we were very concerned about this person. Now she ran as a centrist at that time. That's why her voting record is so democratic because that district in upstate New York is, these are people who live in the largest national park, many of them uh, in our country. They, people don't think of the Adirondacks that way, but they are. It's gorgeous, beautiful mm-hmm. land, beautiful villages. And the people are, they're very, they're very American. I don't know how else to say it, like educated. It's not rural in the rural sense, because it's lakes and reserve and there's hunting, but there's also uh, uh, little villages with people who are very highly educated. It's just a cool place. And they care very much about conservation, very much about that. So she appealed because she was saying, I'm not Democrat, I'm not Republican really, I'll run as Republican, but I'm just a centrist and I'm just gonna represent the people here. And and she had a very different look and she had a very different, really a truly different personality and she won. And I did not think she was going to win against Tedra Cobb this next time, this last election, and she did. And that was right after she went. That's when she started going all in. It was that second impeachment or that first impeachment. But what she did was she also traveled down to Florida. She started kissing the ring. She started hanging out with Laura Loomer and getting pictures with. She started getting into that alt-right disinformation Radicalization machine and the Breitbart crew and the Jim Jordans and uh, that were the sort of more established, older politicians, but in with the young ones too, and just and has transformed literally transformed in front of our eyes to be what she became today. She's just grabbing power. So I think I I don't see a long a longevity for this individual. She just, Why?
0: But. Cold calculating people who appeal to the center, those do well in politics, in my experience. (laughs) But she's not
1: center anymore. She's going to have to go all in on this extremism because that's what she's done with her brand now. And that would that I don't know how well that's going to play in her district either. So either they have a lot of information through their data aggregate machine on how people are interacting. With the messaging and with the and and the, the cultism around the uh, the former president, who they all call and she called in her press conference two or three times a day, the, the President Trump, the President, they are holding this line of continuing to call this man the President in well, the present tense, and so she's all in on that, and I think she believes that she can walk this both sides of the fence the way she did to get into. Her, her seat in the first place in that district. I just don't know if that's gonna, I don't know if that's gonna continue to work in that district. I think it's gonna, I think she could be primaried. I think this is one that we should really focus on.
0: Getting primaried. Primaring.
1: I do. I Either do. that,
0: or we might find it on the uh, presidential ticket in 2024. Uh, can you imagine President Stefanik? I can't, but. Uh,
1: she might run VP like Paul Ryan did. She is That I can protest. see,
0: that I can see her doing. These are dangerous people, actually. These are the most dangerous people who have no principles and will just find their way anyway anyway to any party. I am really interested in what's going on with this alternative GOP. I think people aren't paying enough attention to this party because it obviously has a huge group of people that are interested in joining a party that is rational and conservative. It seems to me like a no-brainer that it already must have millions, if not several million supporters, waiting to vote for the Republican Party can't be that the rest of america's just gone lost it that much so we could be seeing a three-way party fight into 2024 that'll be really interesting or we could see the demise of the gop out of just necessity any takers on what might happen in the next couple of years with this say with this third party
2: this has happened periodically in the course of american history where a party basically Comes to the end of the line and, and is not relevant anymore. It happened with the Whig Party. It happened with the parties before the Civil War. And starting a new party Lincoln to. He was to, a
1: Whig. <laughs> yeah. Lincoln was uh, a Whig. People forget about that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: There were these crazy, like the know nothing part. Like there were the other parties in American history. This, what Liz Cheney is trying to do is bull moose this stuff where Teddy Roosevelt, a Republican, was denied the ability to run again on the Republican ticket and started his third party, the Bull Moose Party, which he called, and split the vote. And that's why I think Wilson won the Democrat before the First World War. By the way, just quick aside, Teddy Roosevelt, while giving a speech, got shot. Somebody tried to kill him, and the Mm -hmm. speech was so thick that the bullet, it broke the bullet a lot. It still, the bullet still hit him. He was bleeding. Wow. He finished the speech. No ways. I can't Unbelievable. even. God, I wish there was YouTube of this. Oh my God. I know. Could you imagine yes, anyone doing that? That sounds, a,
0: that sounds like an incredible story. So he finished the speech yeah. and did he was still yeah. injured.
2: He, he just got shot. Wow. Yeah. He was like, yeah. takes wow. more yeah. than that to. And he said, it takes more than that to kill a bull moose. And that's how, why his party was called the bull oh, moose the party. The
0: party. How, bull How the, wow, that's a, th- read, it's a really thick speech. Note to self, if everyone's yeah. giving an address to somebody. But the GOP is an interesting thing. You want to take some bets on whether the, which GOP party is going to be running in, in 2024? Or there'll there be three parties running in 2024?
1: I don't know. Are we playing a game? Okay. I think it's always a losing proposition to fracture your party. (laughs) I just, I don't know how you win an election, but I don't want to be confident because we know what we're up against. I think 2022 and 2024, everyone has to really get out the vote, do everything that we did last time, fight even harder. Everything is still on the line, if not even more because of the way that the, the state legislatures have been messing around with voting rights. (laughs) We gotta defeat this, whatever this thing is. It's a very odd thing now. And I know there's a lot of folks out there that say, oh, it's always been this way, the GOP. Oh, it's always been moving this way. It's really not, this is an anti-democratic, small d party now, full on, and they admit it. This is not, I'm not being political in this. They, they fully admit this is yeah, what they're they're autocrats they are about yeah and so that's very different i whether that messaging is going to make its way through into the voting base and so they can understand it or not i think that's a whole other ball of wax because we are so siloed in our information spaces and that remains more so today than it ever has been what i think is if we finally get some movement on indictments. We had all this crazy news, right? About Southern, that the New York is gonna demand, Florida's preparing for extradition. It's, oh my God, maybe they won't extradite the former president. This is the news that's getting reported out that Florida's actually reviewing, do we have to extradite this guy or not? Which of course they do. This is, <laughs> but I can't believe how we're talking about on a state by state level, what to do with the former president when it comes to him possibly and uh, very likely being indicted in New York. Okay. It does look like
0: it's gonna be, he's going to, something's gonna happen the next few days. It does seem like things are warming out. up, yeah.
1: Oh yeah, Weisselberg, I, I also have an opinion, I have the, hold the same opinion of Weisselberg as I do as of Paul Manafort. These old school, Mafia men, right? who are connected to organized crime their whole lives and working within organized crime their whole lives. I'm sorry, they are. That's what they are. I will demonstrate that in an mm-hmm. infallible way. But I, I, they are this is not like Roger Stone is more of a creature that flirts with that and skirts around all these weird edges and does the lobbying and does intelligence, weirdness and political operations. Roger Stone is not going to spend one day in prison if he can help it. He will give up everything he has to give the moment he realizes it's coming for him. Weisselberg? Weisselberg will do what Manafort did. He's I don't see him cutting a deal. I really don't. I see him going away the way that these guys know that eventually they're going to have to go away. All these old Fred Trump guys, they all know they all get the gig. And he'll come out looking ten years younger. When who whoever lets him out? Maybe Weisselberg's so, going to go to jail.
0: Uh, I don't know about that.
1: Oh yes, absolutely. He's not he's just to not protect going his family.
0: To. What's what's the? It's
1: not turning he's, on Trump. It's not hmm. going to. This is my bet. I'm. And I could be completely wrong. I hope I'm wrong about this. By the way, I, I hope that they have him. And if they have him to such a degree, that means they have him in because he was the accountant. Because he accountant. That's the wrong word. He really was the CFO. He really was organizing and responsible for all the money. But the co-signer on all of that stuff was Donald Trump himself and Trump org. So if they have the goods on Weisselberg, whether he cooperates or not, they have the goods on Trump org and Donald Trump. That's how that works. So let's see. I'm interested in the kids because Weisselberg's kids,
0: the way Trump used to work, it turns out is. You'd buy your kids a house or you'd buy your kids an education at a private yeah. school or you'd give you the kind of things that you'd never be able to get or huge bonuses every year. And it would immediately compromise the entire family. So it wouldn't just be, it wouldn't just be you. It would be everybody in your family and you'd, they'd have, they'd lose everything. Yeah. If one of them goes, everything goes. Weisselberg son has a, two, a $200,000 a year job running the ice rink that Trump built. That's a good yeah. job for $200,000. And. But he's not gonna they're not gonna give any of that up because he's got private school for his kids, he's got all this other great stuff that he gets from Donald Trump, and that is the way the mafia works. But it's also the way That's exactly how
1: works. it works. Yeah. This is a crime family. Mm. They use the word family for a reason. And family is used in organized crime. That is a it's a device of the institution of organized crime itself. You need that blood relation and you need that leverage because people will always put their family first. They will not talk in order to protect their family and they will not cooperate in order to protect their family. And where we've seen a lot of cooperation and a lot of flipping was all it's all it's typically outside of. The blood relation family. That's why that was so very important. It's real old world stuff. It comes from, you know, Italy. It comes from Russia, from the places where we had our first original gangsters, where they came from. They brought these traditions with them and they knew what to hang on to and they knew what to reform and to create anew with what was really entrepreneurial for those original gangsters. But this idea of family of cop bringing your family into the business and keeping them in the business. And if you had a, someone you were partnered with, that was just as important in that business, bring their family in too. So I yeah. know people have a thing of you can't accuse the children of the crimes of the father. It's a family organized crime. Mm. Okay. It's it, the family is the key piece of it. So where family has been used you absolutely must look at the children and you must hold the children to account as well because that's part of the business model and the structure of the organization. And you'll always find the money running through.
0: And you want the kids to flip too. I mean, they're involved in it. I wanna hear what they have to say. Speaking of flipping, let's move along a little bit here. So this dude, everyone's favorite tax uh, collector from Seminole County, Joel Greenberg, it appears has flipped. I guess the latest is that he's going to uh, uh, be guilty on six counts of various things, but this is not a good day if you're Matt Gaetz, or maybe not even a good day if you're Roger Stone, definitely not a good day if you're Donald Trump. This guy has information. He's got a lot of information. I love this little uh, A lead here from the Orlando Sentinel. Days before he was arrested for stalking a political rival, Joel Greenberg was in the midst of preparing a fraudulent application for a COVID-19 relief loan. With the help of a government employee, he'd later bribe. If there was any doubt of his outward intentions for the aid funds, Greenberg erased it with this text message. How quickly can I blow it all on pussy, he asked. This is, uh, and it goes on. The whole indictment is just... (laughs) It, it goes on. And so it's just terrible. That's it's That's not just very terrible.
1: COVID friendly. It's, uh, that's not social distancing with your loan. I don't know about es- this.
0: Especially in Florida know. where they deny COVID-19 even exists. This is, There's it, it a lot of this. There's another seedy, not uh-huh. definitely seedy details of how you'd have sex with one uh-huh. child and then uh-huh. pass it on to several other abusers. It's it, it, honest it, today. Yeah, and yeah, there was seven instances of this. So it seems Absolutely. like the entire GOP as a brand, so far, the GOP's got a foundation of lying and human trafficking as they head into the next elections. And that's why they're on their way out, in my opinion. But this guy takes it to a whole new level. And it, it's really bad news for Matt Gates because presumably wait, wait. he was involved in
2: some of this. But the QAnon people say that the sex trafficking is Democrats, though.
0: Ah, that's because they're so minute. smart the way they do things in reverse, isn't maybe,
2: it? Maybe, <laughs> maybe they're accusing the Democrats of things they themselves are doing. Oh, I get it now. That's okay, so smart. It. Sorry. You're so smart, Dragon. We just know. have to. Today. i can't believe i can't believe that he wrote that in a text message i when i worked at ap we had the corporate attorney that was did all our stuff he used to say just about email he used to say never send an email to anyone that you wouldn't be comfortable saying your honor comma and then reading in a court of law so <laughs> that's
1: a good one i like that
2: yeah it <laughs> is very good, good advice guy. but god uh,
0: oh. i don't think that applies to these guys well, it all seems to be on the record here he had these thousands of. of of tax dollars invested in making Bitcoin in his offices. So he had these Bitcoin mining machines in his offices, which weren't really yeah. used for the city. He would just be mining stuff. And then he'd spend those thousands on drugs and sex, various amounts of it. What? I can't, uh, like-
1: it's just, this is the worst, like you couldn't put this chimera together if you tried. Let's take the worst stuff going and mush it all oh. together in a lab, and, and you're getting this individual. Okay, yeah,
0: you, you what could throw in,
1: doing? I mean, yeah. Throwing you identity the theft, Bitcoin, stalking, wire, the, fraud,
0: uh, wire fraud,
2: conspiracy. Wire
1: fraud. Yeah,
2: all of that stuff. Yeah, that's what you got there. 27 counts. He's probably a guy. If he's on Tinder, he's sending you a dick pic, like within the first three exchanges. Oh, yeah. That's oh. his hello. That's how he says hi. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: his hello. Okay, so we're we're laughing and we're making fun of it, but... Greg, there was some news that dropped right before we came on air about Matt Gaetz. And I think this is just a circle around for my long explanation. The more that the crimes comes get surfaced and then are in charge, we've got indictments, we're going in front of, of, of committees and in front of juries and in courtrooms or settling deals, the more that this can happen, it needs to happen a little, as fast as we can make it happen because we're gonna get within a year of an election again. This is what's actually going to uh, impact the re- end result of whether the GOP is a rest in peace GOP or becomes some new thing altogether. It's yeah, going to be yeah. these crimes. It's going to be people's awareness of the crimes. All right. So, what was this guy doing? The, what, the Daily, Daily Beast has
2: him. The Daily Beast has him, according to two sources, in a room with hookers and cocaine. And I'm not sure because I just read the tweet if. It's an actual prostitute, I mean, that's, sort or of like it's an underage he woman he's raping. I don't know, and I'm like, it, again, it's didn't we know this already? But you, LB, what you were saying before about these hardened Manafort types not flipping, my guess is Matt Gates is not like that. My, my guess he's is this like guy will do anything. He's I, I, he's he's basically at least he'll at least himself to stay out of prison. Can we make her a verb now? Yeah. <laughs>
1: okay. Yeah.
0: Uh, should I read you more yes. of the, uh, the indictment details here on Greenberg? Oh. I, I mean, why not? Um, oh, I don't know.
1: Oh. I'm gonna drink Greenberg you. used okay, at least right. four
0: accounts to pay for women with, with, for sex, including a tax collector's... The actual tax collector's office American Express card to pay for his sex, with the payments typically ranging between $200 and $1,000, and disguised as payments for expenses such as school, food, and ice cream because I'm sure the tax collector's office often buys school food and ice cream for people. One person Greenberg paid that's, for was a 17 year old. Though Greenberg said that she, she claimed scared. to be 18 when he first found out her real age through the Sugar Babies website. I don't even know what that is. Greenberg said he initially contacted the miner through a Snapchat account. He paid her $400 and this goes on i won't bore you with those details
1: okay yeah I, we, we yeah. did know all of this um, i think and, so
0: i uh, think some of this was known but i just i'm just reading it in the indictment right. for the first time
1: yeah. if, so you, if you're so a you grown-ass
2: man if you're a grown-ass man communicating with a young woman on snapchat you have a fucking problem yeah. I think, in my opinion i'm sorry
0: i don't have a snapchat, snapchat account do you have a snapchat account i don't know if you guys have a snapchat account but i don't have
2: one no
1: um it,
0: it's sort it, of that's out of for the my... kids
2: that's for the kids it's i don't not even
0: for, understand people I there's know. something
1: very disturbed, though, about, I know we can say that, but to even then be labeling it as ice cream, and there's mm. a...
2: There's probably some code there. I bet he's making a ha-ha, yeah. but ice cream is one kind of thing that he does, and well, school is something a, else, and I'm not going to get into the graphic terminology. We're but not going to no, get into
1: it, but it, it, that's where that's around going, all this. Because that that's guy has a telling, sense of but, humor, right. quote-unquote. Craig, yeah. it's not even sense of humor. There's memes around this. This is there's been memes existing around these things for a while. So oh. the other thing to remember about these guys is that they are culturally deep into what 4chan was way back when and then became. That they do have a strange language among one another. And they have these associates that came, that were these operatives out of that world that were connected with Breitbart and all of this stuff that are this sort of and disinformation terrorists. There's no other word for them. They've just been radicalizing and terrorizing people with disinformation and they get into all the mimetics of all of that. So uh, that's what I'm hearing in that. When I hear ice cream, I'm like,
0: ooh. It's pretty weird. It's pretty it's,
1: out that's there. A, yeah.
0: the, uh, the, the thing which is found. Shocking is the extent of loans that he took out, fraudulent loans on the COVID-19 loans. 432,000 oh in, in COVID-19 loans?
1: That enrages I mean, me.
0: You're the tax collector.
1: Uh, I it's can. just. Well, they're they corrupt. Just... This is corruption, everybody. Yeah. This is it. This is corruption. This is what it looks like when you don't have a functioning democracy. This is what it looks like. This is the stuff yep. that was on Greg's podcast this morning that was so compelling was listening to the lawyer who in Russia went over there when the government fell apart and a new one had an opportunity to form. He was the first American law firm set up in Russia, being that he was an American. He, he, you know, didn't even know he had passed the bar Firestone by the time he was over there and starting to set up a shop. And of course he did, and then he set it up and it had a very strategic plan, a sort of hole in the market he was gonna fill. It was a great business opportunity and business model for himself and he formed it right and became the biggest law firm there that's why he ended up representing bill browder and all these different hedge funds it was when you hear that story of how somebody came in and just was operating their business in the landscape of what was soon to become an oligarchy you're gonna hear stuff like this the Mm -hmm. tax guy in the tax office was running the bitcoin machines and was running This is what it looks like. This is what a a kleptocracy looks like.
0: Narrative is funded by viewers like you. Support our independent journalism at patreon.com forward slash narrative.